I, I don't want necessarily for you to make characters black. Like, I don't want Superman, hey, Superman's black now. I don't want you to do that. I want you to make me a whole new character, which is why I love that Black Panther is a whole new character. He has his own thing, he has his own powers. And I think it's more powerful to be like, ah, diversity, let's just make Superman black. You think you don't like it when you haven't even seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Watch the movie and then have the conversation. But mm-hmm. if you only want to watch the things where it's like we pray to God and then at the end, you know, everything works out, those stories exist. Typically, they're on the Hallmark channel. Um. <laughs> and you're right. It really does not matter because it is a fantasy thing. Um, it doesn't have to make sense. You know, the half of their, I mean, if you want to talk about genetics, half of their, their 50% of their DNA is fish. So explain that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. Hello and welcome to Cuzzle Convos. I'm Cuzzle Mandy. And this is Cuzzle Nate. And we are back again for another episode. It's just us this time, guys. We don't have any special guests, but it was fun having Brother on last time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. I feel like we had a full learned experience about our history, our family history. Mm-hmm. Um, in an interesting way of getting that Jamaican experience and and even what led our family to end up in England. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was then followed up by the Queen dying, which which felt which we discussed like mm-hmm. what the world would look like. Yeah, with her no longer being around, we discussed that um, during our Jamaican Independence Day episode, and now the world is moving in towards that place. And um, Twitter was on fire <laughs> for sure, giving a lot of uh, not well wishes, no RIP. <laughs> it, it was scathing out here. It was it was harsh. To be fair, some deserved, maybe some also undeserved, which, you know. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel like it, it was nuanced. That's the best way I know how to put it, where it's like people were coming from their own unique perspective and experience. When I talked to some of my family members, I feel like they were sad isn't the right word because they didn't cry or anything but they were just like reacting in a way that's like this is someone that was a part of my life that's not a part of my life anymore even if it even if they didn't have the most positive associations with this person it's still like this there's a major element that's being removed yeah it was a part of your life um, and we talked about change and everything on this, in this, this show and everything. And, you know, regardless if you like it or not, the queen was a big part of the world's, how should I put it? Structure. Yeah, I guess that's a, that's the exact word I was looking for, but she was, she was a part of the, the social structure of England, part of the social structure of the world. 
Um, you know, she didn't go to our conquering countries, but she was she was there and everybody knew her. There's mm-hmm. not I don't think there was a person on the planet that didn't know who the Queen of England was. So Yeah. And now she's gone. Now she's gone. And two countries are already like signing up petitions to be like, We out of the Commonwealth. Yeah. And we talked about it too. Like we figured that would happen because um I think people liked her as a person. And you're mm-hmm. like, ah, we'll stick around. I don't think anybody really likes Prince William. I mean, it's technically Charles, it's King Charles, though. Sorry. He, he, Not Prince William, yes. King yeah, Charles. Yeah, I mean, Prince William's still the prince. He's still Prince William. Yeah. Although there think, are some title changes. Yeah. I don't think people particularly care for Prince uh, King Charles as much as they do. Um, Queen Elizabeth, and, and and we talk about it too again. Like it was a different time when she became queen. Even though she was a figurehead, her being a figurehead was different. Yeah, um, there was more power and respect behind it. Yeah, and now it's just like, bro, we don't relate to like she's somewhat really. Even though we knew that she was a queen, she always felt somewhat relatable. Um, which is why people like Princess Diana, and now, you know, Prince Charles. He seems like he doesn't know anything about anything. Mm. or care to know anything about anything or even be close, seemingly relatable. Um, so I think everybody, a lot of people are just going to be like, mm, nah, we out, dude. <laughs> we, we, you know, out of respect for you, respectfully, uh, we, we, we out. <laughs> yeah. And the way that the structure of things is now, it's not even as if it would really affect a lot of people's day to day. It's yeah. very much like, we're probably no longer paying money to the monarchy. And and um, we already have a system of like a parliament and a prime minister, but now it would probably just still, it would probably go to like parliament still, they might call it that, but like yeah. a president as opposed to a prime minister. Like I, f- I feel like the terms are kind of specific to Commonwealth, but maybe they'll change the terms now that they're no longer in the Commonwealth. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll figure it out, but I don't think it'll be too much change to their current structure of government. No. Well, again, we'll see. We shall see. Right. This is all unfolding in real time. There'll be <laughs> plenty to, to watch. Um, so with that, we did a lot of con- conversing, um, with one of the cousins last week, my brother. So we're going to kind of bypass the Senate discourse this week and continue just having like moment in media, like what's going on in the world. There's been a lot happening and there's a lot to talk about mm-hmm. in the media. People are in their feelings about what these movies and these television programs. And there's one in particular that you want to talk about. There's a couple that I want to talk about. So let's just yeah. dive right into those. So um, me and Mandy were, you know, we were talking about it from before, um, before Little Mermaid came out. And that's, you know, the big highlight. Yeah. yeah. Um, about, you know, uh, the couple of shows like Lord of the Rings. Um, we talked about um, Netflix. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. We talked about uh, uh, Stranger Things, the diversity. 
um, diverse uh, diversity, especially in this last season. Um, and I guess the I might have a little bit of different view, just a little bit about the diversity um, of like the, these three different. I think there's like three different types of diversity in every single one of those shows: um, mm-hmm. Little Mermaid, uh, Stranger Things, and uh, The Lord of the Rings. Well, because uh, we- even though they're all fantasy. Uh, Stranger Things is still supposed to exist in a world that we know or live mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. The other two are just like completely made up, or the other three really completely made up. Yeah, world. House of House of Dragon was um was definitely it, it is a prequel. It's not and and in even Lord of not Lord of the Rings. Uh. Game of Thrones, there were black people just in the other continent, which, you know, seems plausible. So it was like, all right, you know, black people over there. All right, it's, it makes sense. Um, with. I'll, I'll, I'll start with I'll start with Stranger Things. I'll just I, I just, you know, explain my level of diversity here. Uh, Stranger Things does have it's it's a somewhat of a fantasy world based on the real world of diversity. So there should be diverse, diverse people. Um, I think in this last season they had diverse uh people of color in power which was definitely cool um and we talked so you're, you're talking specifically about like the army general person that was kind yeah, of like yeah, hunting yeah, yeah. down 11 yeah not just some random school student in the hallway we say hey there was a black person then we continue on with our lives or there's one castmate that was um that was black which is cool obviously um but it's you know more integrated and more intentional and it makes sense it's not like it's forced um you can't say that uh the general person's i don't his race really wasn't like talked about really it wasn't an integral part of his story but it was still there it was cool to see yeah Um, and it's the 80s like it's not too far-fetched to think black people could have Held exactly any kind of significant role yeah yeah and you know with that role you know anybody could have played it whatever so it feels to me it feels like it was a little bit more intentional that they cast a black person there and i think he killed it i think the, you know the small things that he did i think he did a great job mm-hmm. um next uh i'm gonna skip over house of dragon because right now there's like two black there's really just one black person so that doesn't really count. Well, i don't want to skip over it because i feel like for those of us that watched Game of Thrones but didn't maybe read the books or maybe I, I wasn't I watched Game of Thrones but I wasn't like a huge mm-hmm. Game of Thrones fan. Mm-hmm. So I would forget that there was a House Valerian. I I just forgot about them because by the time we got to Game of Thrones they no longer existed. Yeah. So for them to bring the House Valerian back and then be like, surprise, they're black. I appreciated possible. that. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, because it is possible, especially because, again, there were things that, these were all things that were said in Game of Thrones, but I didn't pay attention to it in terms of the story structure. Yeah. Valeria, the House Valerian and the Targaryens weren't originally from Westeros. Yeah. So... That's why it was so significant that A, they they both um, 
their lineages both disappeared or were removed in whatever way they were removed. Um, but that they held so much power when they did come over to Westeros and became like, you know, the leaders. So the fact that people are like upset that they, that these black people existed now, it's like, well, in theory, they could have always, you know, existed until they ended up ex- extinct in Westeros. Exactly. And this is like the story that maybe kind of explains why them and the Targaryens ended up being so far removed. A yeah. large part with the Targaryens is because of all the incest. <laughs> but yeah, and spoiler and, and, for House of the Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like y'all already knew that, though. <laughs> yeah, they talked about it immensely throughout Game of Thrones, so that's not even a surprise. But I think that. Um, it makes the reason why I said I was going to skip over because I was going to circle back to it, but you do make oh, okay. some valid points. Um, and it makes sense in that, like, one in the premise of the show, if they if anything continues, hopefully it does, ain't nobody safe, anybody can die, everybody can die. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason why I probably wouldn't think the, the main girl dies is because she's narrating in the first part, um, in the very first episode, so that's the only reason why I think she might not die, but ain't nobody safe, it don't matter, ain't nobody's safe so um but we all know that the house of valerian does eventually die out Mm -hmm. so and that's why there's not really any black people you know which makes even more sense if if these people who call themselves super fans are so upset at the existence of these black people it's like well if you know they're gonna die out anyway why are you mad like clearly your race if your racism is that peak you should be super excited when you watch them all die Mm-hmm. Which brings me to uh, Lord of the Rings. So, Lord of the Rings. Um, some people were a little bit upset. Um, have you watched? I don't think you've watched it. I haven't watched that Amazon yeah. series. I haven't watched any of the Lord of the Rings, so that's why I didn't watch. That uh, like, I don't. I, I won't know what's going on. <laughs> the Hobbit. You don't really need to watch the Lord of the Rings. You might need to watch a little bit for it. I've watched a little bit. To, to be fair, um, it, this is just me. This has nothing to do with the conversation. I don't think it's that great so far. Um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy was a very, as far as the trilogy, go, trilogy goes, one of the top trilogies of all time. You know, mm-hmm. the trilogies usually don't stand the test of time because usually the first movie is really good. The second movie is like, uh, and then the third movie, all right, that's cool. We rounded it out. The trilogy, first movie was hitting, second movie was hitting, third movie was hitting. Um, this is start. This is like a series, so it's a little bit different. I understand you have to build up to everything, um, but even just the character development, I feel like, is a lot slower. And it's not that it's not coming; it's just that you know. I guess we'll wait until you you watch I mean, it to really. I feel but, like I might never watch it, so you can spoil it for me. Spoilers uh, for the Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings <laughs> series on Amazon. Uh, I I just feel like the so the. Adregio, Adregio, the main lady that gives Frodo the sword. Um, well, you haven't watched it, but anyway. Um, I know who her. Frodo is. Yeah. He's an elf. No, he's a hobbit, but yeah. He's a uh, hobbit. The elves are the the ones with the that kind of look like Targaryen. Horny ears. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so she just seems kind of like a whiny little baby, honestly. For the most part, oh, so this is like her storyline, kind of. And they're hunting; try, she's trying to hunt the main guy. And but anyway, the the other the main other main black people are 
this other little hobbit girl her mom is black or of color um the elf another elf but he's in a different different place than the main story elf um and he's black um and some other random people are black um which i don't mind again i don't mind and if it's integral to a story that's cool where i have a problem is is that this is a prequel Mm-hmm. So like it's not like so with the house of Valerian, right? You know that everybody died and it died out and from from how it's starting is because probably because this guy's making some aggressive moves. So with those aggressive moves, he sound probably he lost and he mm-hmm. probably ends up dying. Just, just he, go by Also it's like his wife is white, his yeah. children are mixed. If they continue to mix with other white people, they just may, you just may not know. That's also one hundred percent true. One hundred percent true. <laughs> but either way, either however you put it, it makes sense. For me, if you're going to tell me there's a black elf and black hobbits and other black people in the world, and this is a prequel, where are they all at? In Lord yeah, of the what, Rings? Ha- what happens I, to them in the next? <laughs> I don't remember next. nobody black. And if there was, I lied. There was, there was there, dwarves too. And if there was, um, they were like the people that were on the elephants, and they didn't have no lines. And you could probably count them as colored people of color. Um, yeah, don't say colored child. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't even count. They just—they just look like white people with a tan. To be quite honest with you, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. I, it, to me, it doesn't make like I think the the casting for that just to me it feels like you're just throwing black people in there so that way it looks cool or whatever, which defeats the purpose of racial casting. Like, just don't. It, it's not, I don't think it's supposed to be a force. Like, do I love black people in anything? Yes. Do I feel like I should be represented a hundred percent? But so the, f- the reason why. It's hard for me to to describe it as forced is because it is fantasy. Like when you have storytelling in some mm. in a world that kind of is supposed to exist in our real world, like what happened with Stranger Things, there are certain elements that you understand why Lucas and his family are probably one of amongst only the only black people that live there. Yeah. Um and then there's kind of like things about him feeling different that like you feel like have to be integrated. But in a fantasy story, I'm almost like, I don't need you to tell me unique stories about them being black because I'm kind of hoping that in this fantasy world, they don't, it doesn't get pointed out that they're black and that they're treated inferiorly, inferior because of it. But then in Game of Thrones, that's what happened. Like mm-hmm. Grey Worm and... um I can't remember Daenerys' maiden right now, but, you know, the girl from the Fast and the Furious series, they were treated as slaves. So it was like, dang, like, even in this fantasy world, we got to be the lower class situation. And I think that's kind of what people who are happy about there being people of color in these stories is like, we finally get us to be in a story where we don't, our background tale doesn't have to be about a struggle and then yeah. people are complaining about that. And then it's like, well, now we have to explain why people of color exist in this world. 
We don't have to explain why unicorns exist or giants exist or any of these other mystical things, but we have to explain why people of color exist. That feels very exhausting. We'd be like, we we can't even just just be and make believe and make believe. I will, yeah. It has to be scientifically proven that, <laughs> that a black person could exist in this world. I will. I will. I want to come at that when I get to the little mermaid, mm-hmm. but. I th- the reason why I don't like not the, uh, this is gonna sound bad, but the reason why I don't like the amount of diversity. In, if it was just a black elf, I'd be like, all right, maybe he died or whatever the case is. Whatever, I could agree. There's just so much diversity among all the races, but then you don't see that in Lord of the Rings at all. It's to me, it seems like in the back of my head, I'm like, so did y'all kill all the black people on purpose? Or? I think they want you to suspend belief. To just say, like, yeah. pretend like you didn't know that other thing happened. We're starting over. <laughs> That'd be cool if it was one whole new series, which is why I don't think you can just do, like, I hate, I, I don't want necessarily for you to make characters black. Like, I don't want Superman, hey, Superman's black now. I don't want you to do that. I want you to make me a whole new character, which is why I love that Black Panther is a whole new character. He has his own thing. He has his own powers. And I think it's more powerful to be like, ah, diversity, let's just make Superman Black. Well, those um, things, Black Panther already existed in the same world of like, there being comic books. So there was a precedent set for mm-hmm. a world where Wakanda existed and there was the Black Panther and all these other people. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, you know, more Black people in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Luke Cage and mm-hmm. um, Bishop as an X Men, which someone I know recently said that like Bishop is their favorite X Men, and I'm like, wow, like that's not something I've ever really heard people say. But you know, maybe as a, a black kid, you were like, look, this black X Men and he's strong, so you know they. Yeah, and they all have their own stories, and they all are unique. And to be fair, now I'm thinking about, it, I feel like Marvel made a, a lot better of an effort to make unique, diverse stories of. I can't say people of color because, to be quite honest, any other race, I have absolutely no idea. But I know they did yeah, it. Black just people. people. I mean, even yeah, just people, having yeah. Jubilee as like yeah, exactly. a Chinese American. But yeah, yeah, Stanley was that dude. Like he wasn't yeah. afraid. Him and, you know, all the other people that worked at Marvel, I can't say that he created every character because he didn't, but they weren't afraid to be like, let's tell a good story and and in, have it be inspired by multiple people, but then also include those people. Because yeah. as folks like to say, um, the X-Men was inspired and then the two heads were inspired by the civil rights movement, yeah. but Xavier and Magneto are still white. So it was still like, okay, this is nice and all, but then actually give us black people. <laughs> yeah it's very very true okay so you made the statement that you don't want them to change people of people into people of color you just want them to create a world of people of color so does that mean you're not for this new adaptation of the little mermaid no so the difference is like if they did lord of the rings and they, it was a future thing i'd be like all right bet I, um like Post Lord of the Rings, not pre post, like pre Lord of the Rings. The the difference with sequel, um, not prequel. Yes, yes. So the difference with hence now all coming back to the Little Mermaid, where the Little Mermaid um, is its own thing. 
It doesn't have a prequel. It's its own, not its own original thing, but it's its own. It's a retelling. Yeah, it's a retelling of the story, of a fantasy story. Um, and is it going to be... The, the one thing that... The the thing about the the live action and, and the difference between the cartoons, the animated, is mm-hmm. that people... And the reason why it's quote-unquote doing so poorly is because people want the exact same thing that was in the in the animated version to be in live action. And there's absolutely no way that for across the board, like, like with beauty and the beast, they change things with, yeah, but they change things like, yeah, there's there's no way you can bring that exact same. You can bring the same energy, but there's no way you're going to bring the exact same. um, I don't know how else to say it. The exact same magic, I guess you can say. There's some things that you're going to only be have in animation because of animation. Yeah, and there's some and things it just you also can't... wouldn't make sense to redo it if you were going to do it exactly the same. That too, that too. Which is why I, I one. That's the other reason why I like the Little Mermaid, um, being somebody of color. Um, number two is that um, her voice is amazing. Now. Yes. Like her voice is literally amazing. Melissa McCartney said that you know she had tears when she heard her sing a lot of these songs because like her voice is just that good. Mm-hmm. I so, saw a leaked footage of more of the song. Yeah, and I was t- tearing up. Like it still wasn't the whole song. It was starting from "What's a Fire" and "Why Does It What's the Word Burn." Um, so it was still going towards the end of the song, which is the part yeah. that we saw. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. She's Why good. is she so good? Yeah, she's good. And is it part of it because she's a person of color? Maybe. But her voice is actually really that good. Mm-hmm. And um, and again, it's fantasy. It has nothing to do with anything per se. Um, and the difference... In you know, people are saying it's sometimes scientific and blah 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 blah. You know, I'll even give it to you. Let's just say mermaids existed. You know, it is what it is. Um, her being a black, Asian, white mermaid, it doesn't matter. Like that has no precedent over the story at all whatsoever. And I think that's what um, we're trying to say because you know, people have sent memes about, oh my god, we're gonna you know, we're gonna take Tom Hanks, we're gonna make him play Dr. Martin Luther King in a biopic well i mean you can but like the whole purpose of the biopic is to be representative of dr martin luther king right an actual person i mean the funny thing is like javier bardem is playing triton and i feel like no one's mad at that like it's still they're, they're doing kind of what they did with the roger and hammerstein cinderella where they're like we're just going to give you this story. We're going to have diverse casting and we're going to ask you to follow us into this world of make-believe where, yeah, in the case of Cinderella, this white man and this black woman are going to have a Filipino son and no one's going to question it. <laughs> and we did. And we enjoyed uh-huh. this, the, the movie and we went on about our lives, because, particularly because it is um, skewed to children. Yeah. So children, everything about their their world is new, like what's even actually in the world. And so that's why they're very open to having large imaginations and, and these animations are, in this case, live action. I'm just like, oh, anything is possible. So it doesn't occur to them to say, 
this person can't be this person's mother or father and this person can't be a mermaid because that's not really real. And kids are like, I don't know what's real. I know what I like. I know what I enjoy. So it's Mm -hmm. grown adult people who are all huffing and puffing up in arms to ruin a fantasy thing for children. Yeah. And you brought up the point, and I was, you know, you brought up the point that King Trident is not black. And you're like, well, the mermaid is black. And you, in the back of your head, you might think, well, how did that happen? And you know what? It doesn't really matter in the point of the story. It really it's doesn't. Not, it does, it doesn't, really, doesn't matter. And to, and to be quite honest, going forward, and I think this is and this is where I even, I had to check myself because I was the first um into guy. I was like, how did that guy, How? why do we have this white dude playing her, her dad and she's black? And I'm like, but you know what? That, and you're right. It really does not matter because it is a fantasy thing. Um, it doesn't have to make sense. You know, the half of their, I mean, if you want to talk about genetics, half of their, their 50% of their DNA is fish. So explain that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, it'd be making more sense to be like, why are her scales this color if his scales are that color? <laughs> If you want to talk about genetics, One Piece actually, uh, funnily enough, they talked about genetics and fishmen and mermaids um, a little bit in because they went to a fishman island and they talked about genetics there. And I was like, all right, cool. I mean, I didn't even think of it. I didn't even think of it was real, whatever, because it's freaking fantasy. Mm-hmm. So I, to be quite honest, I didn't even know if it was scientific. They said that's what it was and that's how it happens. All right, bet. And the thing, the thing that they said is like, you know, it, you know a kid might come out and they might not look at like their parents because of genetics and fishmen and blah, 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 blah. And that's how they explained it. And I'm like, say freaking less. Because you know what? <laughs> it's fantasy. So who the heck cares? Um, it, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. The point is that you tell a good story and the acting is good. And as somebody who's grown up in a somewhat race-oriented uh, culture, um, you know, should the first thing that pops into my head, oh my God, this thing can't happen because she's black and he's white? No, it shouldn't. It should just be like, you know what? Does race have anything to do with the part of the story? No. To be quite honest, if we lived in a perfect world and slavery did not exist, this, this wouldn't even be, um, and slavery did not exist and there was like uh, lighter blacks and darker blacks and in the house blacks or whatever the case is, this wouldn't even be a conversation. I think mm-hmm. this fact that there's so much race um, and dividing lines of this can't happen because blah 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 blah. Uh, I think it's mostly an American problem. I mean, it's probably a worldwide problem, but it's mostly. I think it's mostly an American problem because we see race throughout so many parts of our lives. But I think, like going forward, you know, because this is even like a training thing for me. Is like you know, it's it shouldn't be. It shouldn't have to be part. It shouldn't be integral. I shouldn't look at the race first. So when I saw yeah, King like, Trident, you may have kids, and Brittany may have kids mm-hmm. that don't look like either one of y'all because they exactly. look like both of y'all. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, and I think you know, I think that when I whenever whenever we do have kids, it might also be like a little world changer because you're right; it's not going to be. Um, they won't look like either specifically. They're not going. They're probably not going to have my color of skin or her color of skin. Yeah, like we so, have cousins, you have cousins, we have cousins, but they are first cousins yeah. that are mixed and 
it's also like they don't necessarily look like us. So if Caden and your future kids are like hanging out or something, Mm -hmm. like no, like what their interactions are going to be could be significantly different as well. Like how they're treated together. And they're like, this is my cousin. Like, why are you, you know, why are you treating my cousin like this or like that? And it could go on both sides, like depending on the environment they're in. But yeah. And I hope that, you know, I hope the world that my kids grow in will be, will be different because sometimes you'll look at people and be like, Hey, you know, that's your brother. And like, that can't be your brother or your cousin because they're black and you're white. And I hope that, that world won't necessarily exist for my kids, but it might. Hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully we'll just, we won't take, um, race won't be that integral into a part of um, storytelling. It won't have to be, I should say. Um, There are some cases where, you know, as far as Black Panther, where Luke Cage, where their color of skin was part of the story. Mm -hmm. Um. And maybe time will tell and it will, you know, slowly fade into, and our world will just look a lot different from 30 years from now, where us having to have stories about color um, won't have to be as integral. But as of right now, um, there are still stories that are definitely important because of their, the color of their skin. So, so um, I'm going to ask, like, if we're kind of done in this conversation because the story the films that i wanted to discuss i feel like are a different but similar conversation Mm -hmm. where it would be like in the house uh and i say that to mean like the little mermaid pardon different room same house no okay sorry continue like but maybe, maybe kind of like that, maybe. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, we're having <laughs> we're having a conversation about race and the way that people of color are being presented is as a group with the whole world, with the white people, the black people, the other people of color. What happens when it's like black people talking about black people stuff or like how black people want to be viewed, presented, and we're only talking about it amongst each other? And it's like, mm. no, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, you can't, Say that we about to be out in front of the company. Don't don't say that. Or mm-hmm. um, you got to be on your best behavior. We're about to be in front of white folks type thing. Mm-hmm. Or don't bring our business out in the street. You can only present the best versions of ourselves. So um, this month of September, I saw two films that were uh, both directed by black women. One mm-hmm. was written and directed by a black woman, um, Adama Ebo. That's Haunt for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Mm-hmm. And the other one is The Woman King, which was very much a woman-led production. Both of them are actually women-led productions. Um, but The Woman King was written by a woman, directed by a woman, and then most of the leads are women. Yeah. Both had a very polarizing subjects that were Mm -hmm. causing people to want to boycott the films. Home for Jesus, Save Your Soul was, I feel like, a lot of the church community, specifically the Black church community, didn't Mm -hmm. feel like appreciate being called out on certain things and were trying to 
go against the film. And then for the Women King, there was conversation about the um, the the film is about some women warriors. And um, even though the film discusses this subject, I think it wasn't presented in the trailer. So people weren't aware. And so when folks researched the women warriors, they were surprised to find out that they were involved in the slave trade. And so folks are like, oh, we shouldn't be glorifying these people that are involved in the slave trade. Like, we only want to see stories about Black people doing good things in a good light. And I just found it really interesting that Mm. it's like, within our own community, we're trying to suppress these very interesting, good stories because we don't like the way that we are presenting or being Mm -hmm. presented. Mm -hmm. Um, Black people have had a really hard time with only being shown in negative light. So going back to like the Game of Thrones things, like if we're only in this world as slaves, like that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel right. And so if we're fighting so many battles just to be represented in a positive way, and then you're telling these stories and it's like, well, these people aren't good people. So we don't want it to be shown that way. Or this, in the case of like Hong for Jesus, save your soul. It's like, well, this is a mega church pastor and, you know, church people don't want folks talking about God, their pastor. They only, they don't want you calling out if the pastor does something wrong yeah. in front of everybody. That's like, we got to keep that within the church. We're going to pray about it, blah, blah, blah. And, and to me, it's like, these are good stories. These are controversial. They're creating conversation, which proves like, that it's not just like something basic or simple. Like if everyone else, particularly white people get to have anti-heroes and nuanced stories, like it kind of hurts me that I guess black people aren't ready to go there yet. They only want Mm. good things. The good stuff. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that's extremely important because that's how a lot, that's how a lot of, our history was kind of not re- well, yeah, in a sense rewritten because people didn't tell the whole full story. They only wanted, mm-hmm. they didn't want to talk about slavery. And then maybe at that point, maybe part of it is that they realized, hey, it might have been wrong whatsoever. Um, you know, how, whatever the reason is, and I'm just using that and being very optimistic. Um, either way, that's still part of history. And the yeah, fact- or, or to only talk about slavery if the white person is the bad guy. <laughs> Not saying that black people weren't the bad guy, but like right. black, it is known that black people sold black people into slavery. That is right. what happened. Right. And you have to have that conversation to say, like, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. And knowing that, especially with the way that Africa was colonized after the fact, like it was they were also being manipulated in, in this process. Yeah. Um they didn't understand what was going to happen to these people when they were sold that no one knew it was going to end up the way that it ended up. Yeah. So it's like, there are, there's a nuance to this story and there has, we ha- like, what stories can we tell if we can't go back into history and, and observe and critique and discuss what happened in history being, we can't talk about the things in the slave trade and we can't talk about the present, like in Hong for Jesus, where we can't talk about what happens when the pastor messes up. Yeah. 
Like, what can we talk about? What are the stories that Black people are supposed to tell? Like, it can't even always be Wakanda because in Wakanda, it was nuanced as well. Like, it was that a little bit of that same conversation where Wakanda left all the other Black people behind. They're like, y'all are out here thriving. And the rest of us were colonized or sold or mistreated. And you guys watched and let it happen. And now that you can still do something about it, you're still not doing anything about it. Like, Like, why won't you protect us? And I feel like a lot of people made that commentary that they agreed with Killmonger, that they were like, yeah, Killmonger was right. Killmonger was right. I'm like, okay, well, this is another observation of that to say like, in the Woman King specifically, like this is another observation of that. Like, I I think that a good story, a good film is a well-rounded story. There's so many opportunities, and I feel, and I also feel like it's just bothering me because this is coming from women storytellers, and and that's the ones that they're trying to beat down because yeah. no one has a problem with watching uh, gangster films or gangster stories. We watch American Gangster uh, with you know Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. And no one was like, oh, we can't tell that story about a, a a black gangster selling drugs and killing people in the community. That's a bad look. Like they were like, Jay-Z, oh, this is still Jay-Z was on the soundtrack. It was cool. We all watch there 50 Cent has multiple versions of power at this point. Again, and it's like these things where we're able to tell the story because you understand these people are nuanced. And then now are, here come these women storytellers trying to do a similar thing. Well, 50 Cent like, got nope. shot and he's cool. So that's that's also okay. Yeah. And he has six pack. Yeah. Or used and to. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, he's, he's also very rich. Like, yeah. There was one point when he was the richest rapper. Of course, now that's not the case because mm-hmm. we have a couple of rapper billionaires. But he mm-hmm. used to be the richest rapper at first when he had that, that vitamin water deal. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, I, I'm just like, y'all are not about to tear down these women's films and try and disrupt the process just because you think you don't like it when you haven't even seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Watch the movie and then have the conversation. But mm-hmm. if you only want to watch the things where it's like, we pray to God and then at the end, you know, everything works out, those stories exist. Typically, they're on the Hallmark Channel. Um, <laughs> And people cannot <laughs> get enough. They're on TBN. Um, mm-hmm. There's plenty of places you can find those. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's stopping you from watching it. And they like recycled those song at the end. And they recycled those storylines the same, just like last time. Take out mm-hmm. character here, put replace character there. Same story. There you go. Change. We got to change the title. You got to change the title. But it's the same stuff. It's the same same stuff. And people eat it up. They do. It's but like you, when you go to the same to the buffet, but you eat the same thing over and over again. McDonald's ain't never changed. Mad when they put in a new dish, and it's like you're not gonna eat it anyway. So why are you mad? Mm-hmm. Let it be for those who want it. People like things of comfort, and I and I 100 get it. Um, but I think that if anything, for the past 
60, 70, 80 years that we can take away is that, you know, let's do stuff that, you know, white people didn't do, which is, you know, tell the whole truth. Tell mm-hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly, tell the whole truth. Treat people with kindness, not based on the color of their skin. White, black, Asian, whatever. Let's just treat people fairly. Let's give people opportunities. Let's do everything that wasn't given to us. Obviously, you know, still support people, still support our brothers and sisters. But like at, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't try to like bring down or try to be just like the people that um, oppressed us. To me, that's stupid. But mm-hmm. you know, that's just my two cents. I appreciate the two cents. I think it's a good two cents. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't think you watched them yet, especially the Women King no. of Chess came out. Um, but it was so good. And I kind of, you know, required a lot of our family members to watch Hunk for Jesus, um, which was maybe the wrong thing to do as a super Christian family. I already know they, they were not going to be happy, child. And they were not. Um, my mom was trying her best to say only nice things about it because I know the people that made it. But so she was like, oh, that's so nice. They made a movie. They, they finished the thing. They were able to, to achieve their dreams. And I'm like, all right, but say how you really feel. Cause I know it bothers you. Yeah. Yeah. And even in the film, I'm trying not to give it away too much in case you watch it or some other people watch it, but it it's not completely one-sided. Like they pointed out the good things that the church does do when they support the community. And yeah. they kind of especially underserved communities, which is typical for the the black areas where the government does not give them aid or support. And a lot of times it is the church that builds up the community in a way or that the community has to seek things that they need from the church. So for example, back to school drives, like you always would go to school to get, I mean, to the church to get your school supplies. And that's Mm -hmm. very helpful for families that maybe couldn't afford to get the kids all the school supplies they needed. They know they could go to the back to school drive Mm -hmm. or, um, food on like you know like when it's like the holidays and they give you know food drives or even to other communities because we go to caribbean churches they would usually do like missions to the um back to the caribbean i'm like there's there are all these positive things which i think were also discussed but then it's like because they do these things and this is where you go to pray and they are your religious leaders then you can't call them out for when they do something wrong and i disagree yeah. Because then it'll never be required of them to correct. Or the next person or what, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And do I think that, you know, if you, I haven't watched the movie, but if you did, but I do know who it was based off of, but if you did uh, some egregious thing, does that mean you can never serve Jesus again? No, I don't think that's the case. I think you could still serve Jesus. Should you be leading those people? Maybe not. Um <laughs> God will put you in a new, in a new lane <laughs> where He wants you to be. You know that maybe isn't in the forefront because maybe that that place was too tempting for you. Yeah. 
to be able to withstand all of the options you have in terms of sin. Like, because the reality is like everyone is, everyone is going to be tempted and be presented with sin. And you kind of hope or expect that the religious leaders who are supposed to guide you on how to avoid sin also do that. Yeah. And clearly that's not always the case. And so when you find out they don't do it, but they're also not really fully repentant because it's not until they get caught or they get called out to say like, hey, this is wrong. Then they're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'm I'm praying to God about it. Were you though? <laughs> <laughs> or were you just going to keep doing it because you felt like you, you had power and so you could? In a lot of these situations, um, definitely ego gets a part of it. For sure, because if if you're talking about God's work and everything, I think that how a lot of these politicians do whenever they get canceled, um, which I guess that is what's happening. You know, when pastors do stuff, they get canceled essentially from the church. Just distance yourself, because I think that if the end, you have to think of what the end goal is. Is the end goal you being the leader of the church, or is the end goal helping those communities, helping you know God's word getting out? Um, what's the end goal? But if the end goal is you being in charge. Do you, bro? But if um, if the end goal is the communities and helping people, then step away, and you yeah. know, oh, yes, and it, and help someone else that will be able to to do the work that you wanted to do. Yeah, exactly. I feel like this is a um, similar situation in a film that was written and directed by a black person, but was had its own level of scandal um nate i'm having trouble remembering his name now i think it's turner because that was the movie the movie was Nat turner and i feel like his name was similar you know what i'm talking about no so the film a birth of a nation Nat Park, Nate Parker, that was his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nate Parker written and directed this film about Nat Turner. Um, yeah. Called it The Birth of a Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same, he was a very up and coming actor. At the same time that this film was coming out, um, controversy resurfaced about him being involved in a sexual assault case. Mm-hmm. He had been found innocent. But there was still nuance around that situation, and the per the woman that was involved in the case had ultimately um, committed suicide. So mm. when folks were like, "Oh, he's a rapist," then it was really just affecting his story. Yeah. Even though for him it was like he felt like he didn't do it. He was found innocent. He didn't shy away from the conversation to be held accountable to say like, I understand that this thing hurts people. And the yeah. story I'm telling is about folks who are, who are being hurt and like how they respond to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers for, for the birth of a nation. I even felt like, it was very hard for me to separate this man and his scandal from the film because there is um, 
a side plotline of like a woman being raped in the film, which of course we knew happened all the time in slavery is that black women were raped by, by white men and they didn't have like a choice in the matter and stuff like that. So for me, I'm like, it's very, it's important to understand, especially as a man in general, when you're telling these very deeply hard things about a person in a sexual assault um, in this case, it was a woman because it happens often with women. Of course, it happens with everyone. But, you know, this one is with women and you've been involved in that, that it's people not going to feel good about like you, you trying to tell this story. You're trying to talk about about this. But I, I think he accepted that and he kind of took a step back, but he still continued to to work in the industry. He still continues to write and yeah. direct, but he wasn't like. Y'all are trying to take me down and da, da 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 like he kind of accepted it to say like I understand why people are hurt. And to me that's what's important is like that accountability. And like you said, exactly. even if you can't continue to be the 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 famous one, the most important person in the room, you can understand people's pain and still mm-hmm move forward with your own life and mm-hmm. and take the actions that you want to take while also taking accountability. That's the mm-hmm. best way I know how to put it. Yeah. So I hope that, like, I, I feel like, you know, all these movies that I'm talking about do that where it's like, we're going to l- observe these things, critique it with the eye. And I hope that folks are willing to explain look at these stories, look at these these people and how they were involved and have a critical eye about it, but also allow for us to be able to move forward with all of the full information. Mm-hmm. And not to say like, well, we only want to see good things. We only want to have happy ever afters. Because even Disney films aren't just giving us regular happy ever afters anymore. They're like, no, exactly. the world is a very crazy place. Like we have to account for nuance. We have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit all points, honestly. Yay! <laughs> I really do. And I think that um, the world isn't cookie cutter as, and I think that's probably, maybe that's, you know, the, the, the root of a lot of these things. Like, hey, you know, I want this to be this, or I want it to be perfect, and the world isn't perfect. The world isn't just one race. The world isn't Mm-hmm. That's not how it is. And if the same people were were you know mad, which I don't think is a lot of people, to be fair, uh, if the same people were mad about Little Mermaid being black, if they were also saying like, "Hey, let's make everything else diverse," then I'd be all right, cool. But it ain't, so it is what it is. Um, also, the other thing that I don't think we really talked about uh, was you know Little Mermaid being black was the which Brittany um, did watch and she watched a TikTok about um, girls of color watching Little Mermaid being black and they're so happy about it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, when that representation part that was like really beautiful, I think a lot of people were trying to say, well, girls with red hair, gingers aren't going to feel that way. Her hair is still red. They gave that that to y'all. Her hair is still red. Mm -hmm. So give me another excuse. But yeah, 
the amazement because I remember I, my friend has a daughter and I told her that all this, you know, when, when the news first came out that Hallie was going to be, um, was going to be Ariel. And this was before they had even like started filming because they had to film during COVID and stuff. Yeah. But I, I tried to show her like a video of Hallie singing and she was like, yeah, that's nice. That's cool. It's a completely different thing when they you present the actual image to a kid. And that's when their eyes are just lighting up. And they're like, oh my gosh. Like they they started reacting even before you could see her because of course they're just like, oh, look at this underwater world and oh, I see a mermaid tail and I see these turtles swimming or whatever. And they're like, they just get excited because they're like, oh, I know, I know it's a Disney movie. I know I like Disney movies. And then they got to see it's this beautiful black girl. And then they got to hear her sing. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like, and it just feels so good. And it's crazy that they're saying, well, they took that away from white girls. But I'm like, every other live action that they've presented us with the exception of Lion King, which was animals has been a white person we had it with cinderella we had it with maleficent um being aurora um we had it with beauty and the beast like it's not and nobody was mad of course right and no one was mad like and no none of us were mad to say like oh my god this white girl still white like it was fine it was like yeah let's watch the movie mulan the main thing people were mad about in mulan was that there wasn't gonna be any singing (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but the fact that everyone in it was asian no i mean i do think people were kind of like what and it's like but it's a it's a chinese folklore like yeah everybody's gonna be yeah but but the main thing people were mad about is that there wasn't gonna be any music and i get that Mm -hmm. as someone who loves musicals but now here we come with the little mermaid there's still gonna be plenty of white people i'm pretty sure the prince is still white and people are just like, mm-mm-mm. If is. Sebastian was white, would you be okay with it? I mean, David Diggs isn't Caribbean, so I'm, I'm trying to let that go. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's the other thing, you know. Um, if Sebastian wasn't, wasn't black, I mean, wasn't Caribbean, um, from the Caribbean, it, it was it integral to his story? Not really, but it kind of made Sebastian Sebastian. Yeah. So, that, so that's that's yeah, that's one of those things where I'm like, it's gonna be different. I f- I do feel like he's probably gonna try a Caribbean accent. That's probably gonna get on my nerves because I don't like when people who aren't Caribbean. We talked about this. Like, <laughs> we we don't like the faking of the accent. So yeah, I don't think he has to necessarily do a Caribbean accent. Uh, but that's you're gonna- his thing because in Hamilton he did you know a French accent. So I think yeah. he, he likes to try accents. Um, yeah. I'm going to let him live or whatever. But I, I, I've, I've accepted it. Um, I'm just ready to see the story. And then I'll say like, oh, I feel like this wasn't good or that wasn't good. But we haven't even seen the movie yet. Like we still have nine months before it comes out. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Eight, eight, about eight, nine months. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, wait a second before you huff and puff. But I also just feel like you're huffing and puffing for no reason because that little teaser that they gave us is already showing us, if nothing else, she's going to blow the roof off singing. Like, <laughs> y'all could be bad all you want, mm-hmm. but you know she's about to kill it. All the things you like about Ariel, 
is her singing because she had very little talking opportunity because she loses, again, spoiler for Little Mermaid, she loses her voice in the film. So all we want to do is hear her sing. And yeah. we know this is it's about to be wonderful. So I'm just like, what are you mad for? <laughs> mm-hmm. I heard I heard uh, another person, I followed this this guy, and he said, Well, you know, the person who wrote it was Danish. So, you know, it should you know, which is white and you know, red hair. So, you know, the person the mermaids also should probably be Danish. But you know, we're not mad that you know the person's black. I mean, I'm and I'm like, all right, maybe. But also, mermaids still don't exist. I mean, yeah, was he a Danish person as a white person, a hundred percent? And did he write the the story as a white person, probably imagining that all everybody was white? Yeah, because he was white. But it had nothing to do with the story. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> there ain't no Danish mermaids. Sorry, there ain't. Even if they were real, they still wouldn't be Danish. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah. I think we got. Oh. I think I think we got everybody a little mad. Was that you know because Aquaman is um, isn't black. I'm isn't white. Sorry, um, but he still has like that the the flowy hair. I think the dreads is what got everybody. Like she's unapologetically black. I think when people were even talking about it potentially being Zendaya, which is another character that was typically a white woman with red hair. And then they were like, nah, we're not going to give you that. Although they didn't name her Mary Jane. They named her Michelle, but she ain't have red hair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, they were talking about Zendaya um, potentially being Ariel and it still would have been the same thing to me. Like, she's still not going to be white enough. So you might as well just make her as black as she is. Yeah. We'll see, I mean, we'll see how it goes. And again, I don't think that I don't even think it's going to be black. Like, I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be like in any other fantasy where it's like we don't have to discuss the nuances of what it is to be a black mermaid because these nuances don't exist because we're not we're living in this imaginary world where people weren't picked up out of the ocean to sold somewhere else to be mermaid <laughs> slaves. Like she's just gonna be a mermaid. <laughs> I saw I saw a meme on Twitter and they're like, yo, the amount of black people y'all dropped in the ocean and y'all surprised a mermaid is black. I was like mm. stung. All right. <laughs> mm. And on that note <laughs> <laughs> I think we had a wonderful moment in media. <laughs> we did, we talked about all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to hear us talk about more things, you can send us suggestions on what to discuss in terms of descendant discourse and a moment in media on our social medias, which is uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Kezo Combos. You can also just like send us it directly through email mm-hmm. at kezocombos at gmail.com. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. We really, really, really want to hear from you guys. Um, yep, yep, yep. Yep. This ends Cuzzle Convos. We thank you for joining our family, and we'll see you next time. Yer. Hello.